0: What am I gonna do, quit? That's not an option, you gotta keep on keeping on. Life's a garden, dig it, you make it work for you. You never give up, man, that's my philosophy. Welcome back to Legendary Mindset. I'm your host, Jake P. Richardson. And as always in October, um, it's an extremely busy time for stock shows and national shows and then some of those, those fall time state fairs. So obviously, you know, everyone's kind of going fast and running all over the place, um, especially our goat judge here in Arkansas, Brandon Callis. Uh, not only did he sort through the, the goat showmanship here in Arkansas today, but he did the market show yesterday. And last week he was in Tulsa uh, sorting the doe show. Uh, so we're just going to get an inside look on kind of how he saw things and a little bit more in depth. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to talk about the, the Tulsa State Fair. Um, and Brandon, you judged the, the doe show, right? Have you, have you ever done a doe show in Oklahoma like that before?
1: Uh, no, no, I hadn't. And, and that was a real cool thing about it. I've been a resident for about seven years now. And, and so uh, it was
0: cool that they trusted me enough to, to do the, the does there at Tulsa. For sure, and Oklahoma's definitely different when it comes to does. I don't think there's another state that really puts that much priority and and, and has that many numbers and that much quality. No, there's really not a show like
1: it. Uh, You start to think about just the standout species shows around the country, you know, the Iowa State Fair Steer Shows, the Fort Worth Steer Shows, and San Antonio and Houston Goat Shows, but that OYE, and now I consider the Tulsa Doe Show, they are the two most elite doe shows that, that there are
0: so that morning before you started judging those does what did you kind of expect for the day did you did you think people would hit you well did you think you'd you'd find ones you were excited about or were you not sure
1: I watched that show, um, boy, it's been about four years ago, Uh, I was able to watch it, and and it was nice, you had a nice top end, but it would fall off pretty quick, and so I was just expecting to see a a few highlights, and have fun, and maybe get trounced in the middle trying to sort out some middle-of-the-road ones, but that was definitely not the case. Every, Every division had something good in it, a lot of those classes were pretty deep with quality.
0: For sure, for sure, and that uh, let's just kind of talk through those divisions. So first class of the day, first division, what rolls in there, and kind of how does that set the tone for the day?
1: Uh, really, that that first division was full of a lot of different kinds. You you had pretty ones that were. Uh, really hairy and maxed out and maybe didn't have enough you had the ultra stout ground pounders that maybe coarse and so I thought that was going to be kind of the gist of things and man when those those two that end up winning that division kind of come there um, it was cool to see two lightweights that were great 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 built had the kind of width that I like to see but yet everything kind of flowed in the right way so I guess I wasn't expecting to see little ones uh, that good that quick that early but it, it was a good way to start.
0: And when you start evaluating those lightweight classes, you know, no matter what species it is, you, do you, at those big shows, and you know, those end shows, do you prioritize how they look now in the show ring or do you kind of project a little future into them and, and let that play into how you place them?
1: You know, I, I kind of learned from, honestly, Hogue, Mark, uh, how to handle stuff like that. Like, it's got to be a mix. Yes, you've got to give consideration to what they look like today because today's the big show, but you, 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 as a breeder of livestock, as a person who likes to like watch livestock grow, you don't want to get in love with a bunch of little small midgets that will never have the opportunity to be good big ones. And so you keep that in play. Uh, sometimes a greener one gets by just because they're special in their build. And other times you're trying to marry the two of what they look like today versus one that will still make you look smart come March or down the road.
0: Definitely, definitely. So as we got into those 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 heavier divisions and classes, um, how did those two that came out of Division Two hit you? Because I know you talked about those very highly in that drive.
1: Yeah, when that class hit, I thought, boy, well, now we've gone to the next level. Uh, and then there was three of them in that class that were awfully, awfully nice, but then those two in particular, they were different. Uh, one was as tricked out as you could make one and on the edge in some places and then the one i end up using uh still to this day just hard to put a big hole uh in that one that, and that was one like we're talking today or that day she looked like the part and looked like she could be competitive but
0: that one will be fun to look at and study come next spring Definitely. I think those are some exciting things that you start to think about when you're judging, especially those lighter ones, is, you know, which ones will and, and, and how how to make those calls and explain it to the crowd. Um, Division three, um, things are starting to heat up. They're getting more mature. They're getting hairier, and, and those kids are getting them stuck good. What did those two look like coming at you? Uh,
1: Division three was interesting because it probably had more variation in kind and types of any of them, uh, and that one that I ended up landing on um, – I, I tell you what, that's still probably as, as good structured, good built of one that was at the show. And, and it looked like she was in a, in a different management situation probably, like maybe was, was was there maxed out a few weeks ago, and they were trying to dial that one back and, and keep her where she needed to be. And that was probably the difference in her not being one of the top two spots. But, man, that one too I, I, I loved. And then what we had reserved within that division, there was just a lot of – Different ways a person could have gone within that, but uh, that one that won, just structure-wise, she's truly one of the elite-built ones that was there.
0: So before we talk about the last division, is there any sort of you know going through your head at this point, like thinking about the drive? Like, are you already trying to figure out like what you're gonna do up to this point, or is that even crossed your mind at all? Uh, I,
1: I I don't I don't process it. Uh, I let them hit me how they do. And up until that last division, I thought that Division two um, was running away with the show. And, and I didn't mind using the reserve division behind that one at that point in time. I thought, boy, if the show ended right now, we got two pretty cool ones to land on. And so that, that was my thought going into the last division, that I hope something's there. But if not, we're still in good shape.
0: And that Division four is kind of where things heated up a little bit. Because I think when you get to those weights, those are the does that, their end point, their main show is probably the one that they're at right now. How did those? How did that decision happen, and what, what did you see out there in, your, in that division drive that made those um, impressive?
1: You know, when you get to that last division, there's two ways it can go. It can be a bunch of stale old ones that people are trying to hold together, or the, what I found at Tulsa was, boy, everybody seemed to be in their prime. Uh, there was lots of them that were in their prime uh, at that point in time, and and As good and solid uh, as that division was, the one that came out of that division, I still thought ran away with it. Like you just, you don't build animals of any species like that one very often.
0: Definitely. And I I remember you talked about that one in in class and in division and just kind of fell in love with her. Um, But before we talk about the overall decision, um, you know, when like we've talked about on this on this this uh, show before when people get word of who's judging a show they kind of start talking and asking questions you know who what's he going to use what's he going to like did you think that in your head sorting through them all day maybe i think these people had a pretty good idea of what i'd like and, and there was a lot of those kind there or was it kind of a little bit scattered still um as as a stock
1: show judge when you're out there sorting i understand that that, that there's a type that maybe you're associated with that people want to put in front of you. And and they, those were definitely there. I'm a power guy. There's no surprise about that at all. Uh, But I think people are starting to learn too, especially the the goat shows I've judged that I I don't have a big variation on structure. Like I want them things to be built well, because I, I think we're at that point as goat breeders and I'm not one anymore. But as I was traveling down that road, it was easy to build them stout and wide. It was easy to make them pretty, but boy, to make one that, 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 Put with together and kept it cornered and kept it sound. That is where we need to be. That's where we need to get to, and
0: we're starting to see more of those made now. Definitely. And so going into that drive after that fourth division, kind of what did you see out there? Was it was it a difficult decision? Was there was there one that stood out, or or did it kind of take you a while to figure out what the right thing to do was?
1: Uh, not gonna lie, uh, it was going good, very very good. There were some quality ones that came in, but when the black one hit the ring, I knew it was it was over. Game over. Just. You don't you don't have feet and legs like and I I really think that one uh, and and I'll be totally honest that one came in uh, your heart's pounding a little harder you, you take a deep breath and I'm, I handle more than most people do probably and I wanted to see what was there because I like I thought either this is too good to be true or this is a transcendent animal um, and so. I hope it was no disrespect to the folks that had it, but I rubbed all over that thing as much as I could because I wanted to make sure that thing was legit and was there. And when it, in my, my mind was made up that hey, this this is the real deal. It was it wasn't even a, a holdback for me. It was like man, thanks for bringing this one to the show,
0: for sure. And I think you even said that on the mic just just kind of discussed how excited you were for that one. And earlier you mentioned how how much that division two fired you up, and I think you used her for reserve, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the deal.
1: Like, there was just a lot of quality in that show, and and it doesn't often happen this way, especially in the goat shows. Uh, you know, every every division it got a little better, a little better, a little better, and then sometimes you just you hit that wall. And like I said, that older division sometimes is just what can we find that still of quality that will look good amongst our lineup. Well, at Tulsa this year, there was there were several of them that were really good that have been good strong representatives of that last division but still none of them came close to her
0: perfect yeah thank you brandon so you've had a busy week you went from judging tulsa to now we're here in arkansas at the first ever arkansas youth expo and there's been a lot of these youth expo reboots and and state fair makeups and this might be the most impressive one that i've been to
1: well this one's been two years in the making Uh, eric's been talking about this one for a while so he's put a lot of planning, a lot of time, a lot of thought, a lot of his own personal cash uh, into this deal. And so I knew it would be good just knowing him and his family and how they operate. So I knew it would be good, but I, I really didn't know it would be at this good. That performance last night and things that went on, how they honored the kids and made them feel special, it was it, it was awesome. I uh, just really, really like how things came together for for them
0: for the show. Definitely. And I went to the Arkansas State Fair last year for the first time ever, and kind of experience kind of what this state has but when you put it on a platform like this and make it such a big deal it honestly the the stock in every species were more competitive than i think they've probably ever been
1: yeah i even think people ignored the fact that we're sitting in a bunch of tents instead of a bunch of permanent buildings because there was just something about it seeing these tents out here you go inside there there's just a neat atmosphere and i told eric while i go honestly with everything that's gone on with 2020 it was the perfect time for a show like this because people are ready to go they're wanting to bring quality out because they don't know what show's going to be their last and so they hard charged after this
0: deal and it showed in the quality of stock over all the species no doubt and last night during that drive it was really exciting there was you know a light show loud music they just really made it all about those kids um but the goat show i had never seen a market goat show with six divisions and it is hard to find a market goat show where the champion reserves in every division are that good most a lot of people were saying those things could would be in the division champion or the the grand champion drive at any state fair. I thought those things were studs out there.
1: Yeah, I've had the luxury of obviously showing in Oklahoma, and I think that's a tough goat show. Uh, I've gotten to Judge Louisville, Denver, Houston, and San Antonio market goat show. And I would love to stack up our lineup last night of our division winners with some of those I've gotten to experience because I'd I'd want to exactly see how they compared uh, because that was a pretty impressive lineup of goats there last night
0: definitely um, I mean just seeing them out there they all just they all had such so many freaky things about them they could do well anywhere and and not only did you have high quality ones but you had a few different kinds and they were all high quality for for who they were mm-hmm. do you want to discuss those individually starting with division one
1: yeah that, that little white one uh, when that one walked in and, and I'm not I don't put myself past a person that wouldn't use a lightweight one because I would and when that one walked in, I thought, boy, if nothing else shows up today, we got a pretty elite one to lead off and make champion at this show, and he only weighs 50-something pounds. And so I was ready to do it because that one was that good. Uh, and reserve division was nice. He just happened to be in there with that white one. That, mm. that was a special animal there too. Um, then you jumped to division two, and I was like, boy, it, I'm not so sure it didn't just get better. Uh, and and, and that, those two were really, really nice goats. Uh, and then we jumped to Division three, and, and that thing I knew as soon as that one hit the ring it was going to take something really, really good to get around that one because uh, that one, the way you don't find many of them that are show pony-like, and, and that one struts and goes and you just know that's a good one. Uh, and so that one was neat. The reserve division behind that one was a really good one as well. And then we jumped to Division, and, and my mindset's probably a little different than some. I treat these shows as, even though it's not terminal, it's that time of year. I treat it more as a market animal show, and we jumped to that Division 5, and and they look more like market animals. The cuteness maybe had worn away from a few of them, but man, the build was there, the stoutness was there, and that was probably honestly the deepest division, uh, even though the Grand Reserve did not come out of that division. But pound for pound, quality and depth within one division, the, the Division 5 was maybe the toughest division of just good, 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 solid goats. And then uh, that last division, it, it wasn't the strongest until the champion, Hammer, came in there. And, and, again, those that know me and see me judge, it's like, you give me a market goat that looks like a market goat but still is juvenile enough in their look and neat enough in their look and walk like that one, it is game over for me. And, and, and Division 3 is a – Special animal, I call that one cute. I call the other one a
0: man, and so that that's kind of how I saw those two. Perfect. And and what they did at this show was they did a mock champion drive right after the show, and then five hours later they all got them ready again, and they and they put on the show and, and the champion drive. Um, but if they would have let you pick a third overall, mm-hmm. do you what do you think you would have done there? Um,
1: it'd have been hard for me not to use that little white one. It mm-hmm. it yeah, like that that thing just. It, he hit me as hard as those other two as soon as he walked in like those three kind of ran away with things as far as just ring presence stoutness and structure again i never knew how much of a structure freak i was till i started judging these goats and, and i feel i feel bad for some of the exhibitors because i get pretty nitpicky on a knee or something like that but i truly think these special ones are fine in those areas are better in those areas and those three right there
0: were built in that right way perfect well thank you for uh traveling all this this way this week judging these shows and and doing this stuff for these kids i'm sure the state of arkansas and oklahoma uh really appreciate you do you have any final words for you know what's going on in the world right now
1: man i'm, I'm just i'm blessed to do what i do I'm blessed to be around the people i am and and i hope we can all i hope what we take from 2020 is uh we're still okay we're still all right uh, this business and what we do is it's second to none and as long as we keep the love for it and then also don't take it for granted because obviously it can be taken away at, at the blink of an eye and so I think that's what we've learned that that boy we can hard charge and, and do this deal but be competitive but be respectful of, of everybody doing it because it's just we all love it, it it's the industry we love and we just got to keep keep going with it keep making it better perfect thanks Brandon yeah
0: Welcome back to Legendary Mindset. Uh, we just heard from Mr. Brandon Callis as he discussed the Tulsa does and the market goats there in Arkansas. And uh, we, I've kind of got a few of these guys on their post-sort episodes and we're covering a couple shows. It was actually made my life really, really convenient there for a little bit. Um, but next up we have Mr. Craig Beckmeyer. He judged the market lambs in Arkansas and in Georgia. Um, I had the opportunity to talk with him uh, right after he got done judging in Georgia. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to talk about Legendary Mindset's premier sponsor, and that is Durafirm, and they are a biozyme brand. Um, if you own sheep, goats, or any uh, ruminant animals, you know how important it is and how um, you know vital it is to not only your reproductive health, but just keeping stock healthy to have those minerals and supplements out there for them at all times. Also know how easy it is to forget to fill that little feeder, uh, which is why Durafirm has products like their sheep concept aid protein tubs. You stick some tubs out there. Those use eat on them every day. They taste good. Uh, they have those for goats. They have a loose mineral with and without heat option. They have their goat concept aid, loose mineral as well. Uh, folks, just go on there. Go online. Go to Durafirm.com. That's D-U-R-A-F-E-R-M and find yourself a dealer, uh, get a hold of them, and, and figure out what products are going to work for you, uh, because they work very well. Um, but without further ado, we're going to get to the rest of our episode. Here is Mr. Craig Beckmeyer. Uh, Craig, let's just kind of talk about that Arkansas
2: Youth Expo. That was just kind of a spectacle to see for the first time, was it not? Oh, I thought it was incredible, Jake. Uh, the uh, amount of effort and time that went into that, and, and I made a comment on the mic because Eric had called me back about a year ago, and... Um, and said he was wanting to do something crazy, but he wanted to do something for the kids from Arkansas. And by the time we got off the phone, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't know Eric Walker. Um, by the time we got off the phone, I did. And I knew that I was dealing with a guy that was very passionate about livestock, passionate about youth, and passionate about giving the state of Arkansas something they hadn't had before. And uh, if you were a part of it, and I know you were, and I know there was a lot of people that were, because mine the crowd was awesome. What those kids got to take away from from the first ever uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that it, there, but there won't be a time when they don't remember being a part of that, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what age they were. Uh, and it was very, very well done
0: for sure. And I even went to say to a few people, that was one of my favorite stock shows and most well-run ones I've been to this year, uh, for the first time ever, I was
2: shocked, you know, how fault-free and, and smooth and, and honestly badass that was. Yeah, it was incredible. I, I think back, um, and I don't know how much detail we want to go into, but I, I didn't have as much of a. Uh, plans, I guess, to judge much this summer. Um, I actually had this show on the list and Erica called about AYE, but in August I didn't have much. And then all of a sudden uh, people just started coming together to provide shows and provide opportunities and outlets for these kids to show their livestock. And before long, I found myself at OYE, OYE, the other OYE, uh, the Ohio Youth Expo, judging the breeding sheep. And uh, boy, it was well done. And And um, that's going to be something that that I could see continuing. I'm not sure where the state of Ohio is at, but it certainly had that feel to it. Um, And then I got to judge in Iowa at the replacement for the state fair, and that was very, very well done as well. And then uh, the next week I was in Michigan for a little county fair uh, that was awesome, and the people were so excited. I drove around Chicago and judged the Wisconsin Livestock Youth Expo the next day, and that's another one that was – Uh, The people of Wisconsin really got behind it. Um, I bet Andy's was a big sponsor, and and that thing was done amazingly well. And then, uh, lo and behold, I ended up in Missouri the following weekend for their replacement show. So I went from not really having a lot on the schedule to uh, just basically telling my wife I loved her and I'd see her in a week, (laughs) uh, a little over a week. And we showed twice ourselves in that time frame, too. So it was probably one of the most crazy, intense things ever. And it just reminded me how awesome this industry is, and how important it is that we continue to provide opportunities for youth, just like they've done here in Georgia this week.
0: For sure, and and generally every year, you're sorting through a lot of state fairs and those bigger jackpots all over the country, Um, and like you said, you did the same this year, but did you notice a different attitude among the people? I mean, uh, starting the year off, you know, back in March, a lot of us thought we weren't going to be able to
2: show at all this year. Um, Was there a, a different tone when you walked into the ring this year at all, maybe? Oh, I think there, there definitely was, uh, you know, the the aggravations of, of not knowing and knowing and things getting moved around and we went through the same thing in Illinois. But the, the tone was one of of appreciation. Um, I mean, everybody wants to win. Everybody always wants to win. But uh, you could tell there was just a feel. Hey, we are excited that we get to show. Um, I know my brother's family showed South Downs all across the country and when we were playing baseball and. Uh, You know, they kept coming back each weekend and had so much fun and and actually made a comment to me last week that they probably end up showing more than they thought they were going to. And that, um, you know, with everything else kind of being shut down, shows were an avenue for those families to spend more time together, more family time. You get to see your friends that you hadn't seen in a while. And and it was exciting. It was a fun year to be in the livestock industry and, and really show people how to overcome maybe more unfortunate circumstances in general.
0: Definitely, definitely.
2: So let's kind of talk about that, that that set of sheep that you were able to go through there
0: in Arkansas. Um, how many divisions and how many classes were there that day? And, and, and how did that kind of go
2: down from the, from the time, from the time the first one came through the gate? Well, first of all, I love Brandon Callis, a very, very good friend. I was hoping he would go a little faster, (laughs) um, because by the time I got in the ring, I felt like I had to really hustle to get through things. Um, but it was so well organized. Um, And, you know, from from the people at Walton's again and the people doing the announcing, uh, you felt like you were at a a top notch event. I think I had 24 classes maybe of lambs and um, I thought, you know, the lightweight sheep are are lightweight sheep and and maybe not quite there. But, boy, when we got into those upper weights, the quality just got better and better and better. Uh, I think the champion reserve out of there can play anywhere in the country. Uh, And you were there. So I think you'd probably agree. I mean, those two are a really elite head of livestock and, and it was a awesome show to, to see. Uh, but they brought good ones and they had them ready to go and they were shown well and showmanship the next day was, was fun and challenging like usual. So it was awesome.
0: Definitely. So those two, that won, I think it was, you know, I, I saw you talking to them there in the drive and you, you just kind of discussed it as being really close and really top notch and competitive. How did those two strike you when they
2: walked in the ring and how did they stand out from their peers, um, huh. in the class? Well, I, uh, you, you know, I and you've seen me judge now. You watched, I'm sure, here too. I, I like sheep that that have a presence about them when they hit the ring, and I I, I get the probably criticism or used to of not liking muscle. I like muscle. I love muscle. I just don't want muscle to be on a bad skeleton, and I'm not going to give up a look just to go get one that's really thick because there's enough good sheep out there now that are that have muscle, and then that presence is what sorts for me. I told you know Callis and I visited. He said the ring at Arkansas was the perfect size. But he's a muscle first sorter. And I told Eric if if I could ask for a request, again, it would be to make the ring a little bigger because I like getting off of sheep to evaluate them. And I still believe you can see muscle from a distance. Uh, It's just how you go about your business. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's funny. Callis and I were, were visiting after the Grand Drive, and he said he probably could have switched my champion's. I got no problem with that. I like both of them. And uh, I told him I could have switched his champions um, because I liked both of them, too. And, um, you know, that's what – but good livestock, we still get to the point where they represent livestock with muscle, livestock with quality, and uh, either way, you could go any direction. And, and it, I mean, the way one walks in and acts can, can affect that final decision uh, for sure. Uh, so what did those two do? Those two walked in the ring and said, we are bad cats. Mm-hmm. And we are collected, and we are massive, and we are dialed in and ready to go to a show. And I said, thank you, God, for sending two sheep this awesome that I get to name Champion Reserve. And, um, you know, the differences between them weren't as as staggering probably as I thought. Um, They are a little different, uh, but both really incredible sheep. Uh, Actually, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a structured guy. I like the hawk set of the champion just a little bit better. I like that angle better. Um, but boy, that's been awfully picky. two really exceptional sheep there.
0: For sure. And just from watching you judge, you know over the past few years, something that you always go back to and talk to talk about on the mic as a, as a point of quality is is how they looked when they were walking around, especially when they first entered that show ring. Uh, what is it what's so important about their movement and stuff that when they're when they're traveling around the ring that you put such a high priority
2: in that, what are you looking for on the move? Well, you know, I, I think it's just quality is, is skeleton. Uh, to me, you can work things out. I'm going to use that word. You can put them on a treadmill. You can run them on a track. You can exercise muscle. You can make muscle look more accentuated or more awesome, if you will. There's nothing you can do that can make one skeleton move and, and the pieces fit together better that I know of. Um, so if that's the hardest thing to do, then I always think that's one thing we should get our sort back to. And... Um, And personally, I don't know that I'm the smartest in terms of measuring outward leg shape or crazy top shape or loin edge, but I can visually know when something is put together right and moving good. So I'm more comfortable sorting that way. Mm -hmm. If I had to go in and just sort based off of who span the widest loin, uh, I would spend so much time measuring that I would feel like I missed the greater part of the picture. Mm -hmm. And those livestock that are hard to create are ones that skeletons are, are so unique And and what's really unique is when you get one that's built that awesome and then they come at you and go away with tremendous power. And and honestly, we talk with the judging team all the time, but when you build their rib cages and them right, that allows those things to be put together in a way that uh, is really, really special. And um, I told you I listened to uh, Norman Cole uh, with Mark Hogue on the way home the other night and the the podcast you did, and, man, it was uh, Mark and I had had a good time. But there were so many things about what he talked about in terms of skeleton and build that, that I adhere to, that I believe in. Um, you know, I didn't feel like I was being preached at. I felt like I was being uh, visited with about things that I'm passionate about too. So that was what was really exciting for me. Um, and, and um, you know, fundamentally, we always have to keep skeleton and structure in mind. We can go through, and I've coached long enough now, uh, 20 years. I've seen hogs that are tall and hard And shapely, and I've told my team that that was good, which disturbs me. I've seen hogs that were low and wide and too fat, and told my kids that that was okay. But the one thing that I have always stayed true to is skeleton and build and structural width. And then, if and then the amount really it's how you feed them from there that makes a pretty big difference in the show ring. But uh, teaching all those teams, we always go back to structure. And if you talk to my kids, I know that's what they would say. So I don't go into the ring and do something different. Mm -hmm. Legendary Mindset will return after a word from our sponsors. Rule Supplements, the boldest
0: supplement company on the market. What they lack in grace and poise, they make up for in originality and results. Their motto is results matter because results are the driving factor in this industry. And no one ever talks about the fifth place ULM. Our product line has your livestock covered with solutions for joint health as well as reproductive performance for all species. Their most popular products are Thick, Shredded R, The Formula, and Strutton. These products alone or combined have fed many of the nation's champions this year. The Grand Uid Zarbun, Indiana Stock Show, and the Indiana State Fair were all fed Shredded R and The Formula. Their customers have also found success at Wisconsin and California Youth Expo, as well as the Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, Colorado, and Tulsa State Fairs. There are many more results than that, which they would love to share, but they only have 60 seconds. So follow them on Facebook and Instagram and use the coupon code JakeP for $5 off your order. Results matter. Hobbs Show Lambs is having their bread use sale October 27th at SC Online Sales. They're selling 20 head of bread use, and those use are due to lamb in December and January. Be sure to get in contact with Justin Nathan, their sale rep, or Joe Hobbs for more information about this powerful set of use being mated to hang banners and get you in the winter circle. These ewes have damned many previous winners and high sellers. So here's your chance to purchase powerhouse ewes from a powerhouse program. Nationwide delivery can be arranged. Do not miss this set of ewes from Hobbs Lambs on October 27th at SC Online Sales. Definitely. I I mean, I definitely consider you one of those judges that is extremely hittable. Um, You know, when you hear Craig Beckbeyer's name, coming on to judge your show i think it's it's pretty easy when the word gets out what kind he likes you know it's all about build and movement do you think um do you think the word got out in georgia and, and people kind of brought those kind to you, you know, today i would say there was a lot
2: of those yes um, in fact that top set all represent good movement good structure good looking livestock and then there was plenty of plenty of muscle and i thought it was so interesting um it just wasn't in the black faces it was in the naturals it was in the the white-faced cross had a couple of those sheep that really did it as well. So, yeah, I'd never been here, and sometimes you don't know what to expect. And I'm not a guy that likes judging. I haven't told Georgia this, but I don't like judging two years in a row. Um, I really don't. And, and this year um, is obviously a unique situation, but I really like the freshness of walking in. Knowing I I did not know a single kid that showed sheep today. I don't know that I'd ever seen it. That Maybe I had, but I don't remember seeing a single kid. And that's so refreshing and and so nice to get to that new state that new region judge for the first time watch them walk in the ring um you know i I like that i like that freedom um i judge that way anyway but when you don't know a single person that's even it's even more free you know it's just hey go find the kind you like i will tell you that on the drive home and and, uh, one of my students and i are going to do do a lot of talking but uh that that was easy for me to pick the kind of sheep i like and they were here uh georgia did well Again, beautiful environment and uh, well-run show here too,
0: for sure. So today, we started at about nine in the morning, and we started with our black face crosses, and there were four divisions of those, and I think there was five classes in each division. And so that first class, I came over and watched, and then kind of everybody does just to kind of get the the feel for the day. That was a huge class, and it was there was tons of good ones. I mean, even down at the bottom, those things all looked really like show sheep to me, and I thought, okay, that's going to take this is going to be tough to do well in. And it's going to take a long time. Um, and that's kind of how it went. How did that blackface division, all those blackface divisions go for you? And what uh, brought those those division champions towards the top for you in your mind?
2: Well, same same things, uh, the basics of, of quality, build, muscle. It's interesting that first class winner of the day, um, not my speed, not even close to my speed. Um, but I thought he was absolutely the best head of livestock in the ring. And, um, you know... That young man probably likes him a lot more than I do, and I'm glad he won. Uh, that that sheep, I, I'll remember him. He was square, he was opened up, he was stout. Uh, his neck didn't hook into his shoulder blade like I like. His front end didn't correlate with the same kind of reach and comfort out of it that I like. And and that sheep, but he needed to win. And I remember saying on the mic, this one may not be exactly the one that I would draw or or. want to emulate but hey he's the best one and i think that's another thing is we judges should always do um you have to sacrifice even within classes even within lineups to uh, allow sheep or or cattle or hogs or goats to be the best um even though they may not hit everything that you kind of draw up and then the the cool thing is when there's enough head like 340 or whatever was here today 380 um by the end you find those sheep that do all those things and they and they do them right uh, I've joked with a, a coach of mine and a friend, Brad Angus, that uh, man, we go way back, um, way, way back. And I look at some of the pictures, and he has he judged everywhere and judged big shows. And I tell him, I said, boy, you got you kind of got the shaft. Even though you've been judging all those, the sheep are so much better now than they used to be. And I get to look so much smarter. <laughs> and I, I tell him that all the time. But uh, And I know he goes back and loves the lamb that he used to win Houston, and, and that was a good one. It was a great one at the time. Um, but I really think that we've progressed so much in the small remnants and it's in the last 10 years, it's crazy. And it gets harder and harder to sort them things because there's more and more better ones. And, and it's not, and it's not regional, it's nationwide. I mean, I was in California last summer and had an incredible show at the state fair. Um, so we, you go coast to coast and you just find quality and Um, Where this thing goes next, I I think that's why skeleton matters because that's the one thing that will continue to sort those Mm -hmm. more average ones because there's plenty of muscle. Uh, How do you make them look like show sheep? And and, um, it's fun. It's real fun right now. I'm I'm lucky. For sure. I'm lucky.
0: So let's talk about how it all went down there in the end. Let's talk about that top five, Um, starting with the Grand. How did that one hit you in class? And and let's just kind of describe him and how he just stood out in your
2: eyes. (laughs) I bet you like the Grand. I like the Grand. I enjoyed looking at the grand. <laughs> I think the grand is is so unique in his his power. I told Colby who came with me, I said, handle that sheep. Go over and handle that sheep. He he is so incredible in his touch and his shape to the top side of his skeleton. He's a little rough at the top side of his hip. Like if I was gonna say, Man, that one, how could we make him ideal? I'd like to make that sheep a nickel longer hipped and a nickel level hipped. But his front third of his skeleton is so special and i mean him and the reserve really were in the league of their own in my opinion and being tall fronted really elevated at the base of their chest for very clean and, and built right into their sternum and those sheep are both so athletic when they get on the move to stay tall and stay clean and uh and that thing's got the extras that everybody likes he's he's you know he's got big fuzzy legs and uh but boy he and he's and he's muscular you know what's interesting about that sheep you don't understand how powerful he is if you're at a distance until you get right on top of him but, and then and what sorts it at the end? His weight. I mean, he hammers something. I don't know what he weighed, 138 or something probably. That's what he looked like. Uh, he looks like the right weight today. He was shown in the right class. I mean, everything was right. Um, and I think that's what hurts the reserve just a little bit. I really like that sheet, but I think he gives up probably 15 pounds or 13 pounds to him. And, um, you know, ultimately, if you're getting there to make it that champion, call why not use the one that's that's right hammered in there at that mid 130 range if you can? And I felt that's where we were at. Um, the reserve for me, it showed like a kind of a goofball. Um, but if you just watch that sheep on the move, his skeleton is so comfortable and he's got a big, big pin set. Uh, puts his top line together better. Actually, at the top, right at the top of his hip, I probably like him better than the champion. Um, but then he he kind of you know gives up 13 pounds and fits inside of him. Um, the third overall sheep, and I told Brendan Benson this before he left, um, I, I probably was not expecting to use him in Division Three when he came through class. I liked him. That class was him and everybody else, so I didn't study him as much as I probably would have if it was a close decision. And then the other sheep had just come out of the class prior to that, and I didn't study him that much because he, he won easy. I mean, those two won easy enough that I, I spend a lot of time, too much time probably, but I, I want to get 9 and 10 right. Like I want those kids to get a fair shake and not just like you weren't, you weren't at that top end, so we kind of moved on and got to our top five. I spent a lot of time on 9 and 10. Uh, I want to get those right, and in doing so, sometimes those sheep that are so good – or hit you so hard when they first come in, you don't study them until you get back in the champion drive. Division Three championship, that sheep, the longer I looked at him, the better and better he became because where where he was probably needed changed was was to put his loin in him just a little bit better. Where he was good was his length of shoulder blade, his proportionality, and his structure were just next level. And the advantage he had in Division Three over the reserve was his chest floor is built about two inches wider, his scapula fits any more comfortable, and his neck sets better. And so that, that was the things that, that made the call there. Uh, four and five uh, overall today are both exceptional sheep. They both are um, so good in terms of their skeleton and their flexibility. Neither one of them probably are as raw and hard-touching as those weathers were, um, which is okay. And I think that's where the difference between the ewe lamb and the weather comes into play a little bit a lot of times at these things. Uh, but boy, are they just fantastic, high-quality sheep, and, and they're the kind that you want to own, and they're the kind you want to look at. Um, and what that does is it makes for one incredible top five, because those sheep are, are so good. And I think the, from a Lam perspective, I would love to own either one of those two, and we'll probably hear hear from them again because they're they're pretty they're pretty good livestock.
0: Definitely. And if I might be uh, wrong, but I'm pretty sure those two were Grand Reserve in the U show yesterday. Yeah,
2: that makes sense that makes good sense because they're they are real real good. Um, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I thought those two were really high quality. That blue one you put reserve. When I saw him in class, I know you're not really afraid to use a blue one at a big show. I think you've done it quite a bit. Just because that kind's a little more exotic and better looking. But man, I thought I thought you were. I thought it was over when that one walked in. He was he was wild and exotic. But man, it was a good lineup.
2: Yeah, no, I, I like both those sheep. I think the weight thing is is important to keep in mind. And um, you know, you can. You, as long as you're happy as a judge that that you came in and used the the good ones you can second guess those kind of decisions forever if you want um but but ultimately uh, a little bit of fill here or there a little bit of attitude here or there may make a big difference and i I would i'm I'm excited to see the photos of of both the grand and reserve for sure because i i would guess those sheep are going to look pretty darn good when you step back and, and look at them and then knowing that i was here and saw them that their composition um just was about spot on. You know, I don't know if if I would have changed much about how much condition they had or cover they had, whatever term you want to use for their weight. Uh, I thought they were right. And uh that's a lot of fun for me. So good pair. Top good top 5. Very good top 5. Definitely. Well, uh safe travels back to Illinois. Are you guys driving? We are. I uh, got to teach in the morning. Oh boy. Uh so uh good thing is atlanta probably won't be as busy here when we go through it but it's been a long week it's been a fun week uh jake it was a pleasure man and i wish you the best with what you're doing here uh keep up the good work thank you sir